Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Woo! I love hey. that intro. <laughs> Every time I hear it, <laughs> it's good. That one's going to live on for ages. Yeah, it's just so stupid. It's funny and good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. So how are things for you, Todd? Oh, you know, it's been a, you know, we skipped last week because of weather and internet and Lightning strike? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Found out. Uh, had a lightning strike on. I thought it was just in, like, behind the house in the woods, but they heard it in town. I found out hmm. we had a lightning strike. The same, uh, uh, like, seriousness of lightning strike on both sides of the house instead of just one. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and they heard the. Cause sometimes the lightning strike will cause a similar effects to a sonic boom. They heard it in oh, okay. Monterey and in Livingston. So, oh wow, that's not a you know it's more than two or three miles. So, hmm. everything's back up to normal though. Got your power back on. Power's back. Uh, internet's back on, but. It's kind of wavering, and I don't think they're going to put much effort into fixing it to where it was before because we're about a month out, hopefully, from fiber. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, about no, you? We, I, heard, I saw uh, you were on the slopes before they Oh, yeah, helped. yeah. Yeah, doing our weekly skis. We're trying, we try to get in once a week. It doesn't always happen, but... um. Yeah, it was nice out. The snow was getting really weird. It's like sugar. It's just like skiing on sugar now. And then when we were there, we were there on Monday, and it it's not hail, but, you know, it's kind of like those, what are those dipping Dots, or like the McDonald's dipping Dots. Have you ever had those? Little ice cream, yeah. tiny ball. Yeah. Stuff came out of the sky that was exactly like that. Very lightweight hard it wasn't hail it was too dry to be hail but that exact same size and it came down and i was going down this one run and i was cruising and uh man this stuff was hit my face it hurt so bad it felt like my kids were were pelting me with airsoft bbs um but so that was you know we're kind of wondering if okay this might be it you know the ski season might be done we haven't had a lot of snow um you know we were in fernie a couple weeks ago they haven't had a lot of snow we haven't had a little snow in the mountains close to us, but we here, we got like an inch and a half yesterday and the ski hill got, I think they're getting between like five to 10 inches between yesterday and today. And then they're also supposed to get some at the, like uh Monday, like Sunday, Monday. So we're going back next week and I think the conditions actually might be really good. So hopefully we can, usually it's like at least to the end of April we can ski so we're hoping to squeeze as much as we can out of it get our money's worth for our seasons passes yeah good times yeah i hate buying season passes for you know anything and then it turn out to be disappointing yeah like last year with the the wuhan sniffles they shut the hill down 
Um, the one thing is they they didn't give anybody their money back, which obviously would have been the best. But if you were to buy a season's pass this year, they give you a really steep discount. So, like, I think we got a season's pass for a whole family for 600 bucks, and that's like Canadian pesos. So that's pretty cheap. Um, we went to Fernie, and just our lift tickets for two days were $1,000 for all six of us. <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely a, a better hill, better mountain, but it's pretty cheap. You know, if you can if you can get skiing out, you know, we try and get 10, 15, 20 times a year if we're lucky, then, you know, the, the price per outing comes down a lot. And it's, it is such, it, it's like, it's so much fun because it's something we can actually all do as a family. Like the the boys, the older boys are on their snowboards now. And when we went on Monday, we did every run together as a family and we got 15 runs in. But do you think about that? Like, you know, we skied for six or seven hours and we're together. You know, you will take different kids up on the chairlift. Sometimes Steph and I will just be like, no, we're going up on the chairlift by ourselves. And man, it is such a good time. I absolutely love it. Totally different than like kids hockey or, you know, when the kids each have their own activities that, oh man, it's, it's so much better for the family when you guys just, everybody's skiing, having a good time together. Yeah, we love it. I wouldn't give that up for anything. I don't think. Yeah, this whole, um, like, kids' sports mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, cause crazy people to go insane and, the, and beat up referees and stuff, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's always been better, more fun, and more enriching for the children to do, like, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have a family outing. You know, maybe you can go with two or three families, but, you know, that other stuff is kind of, yeah. Yeah. You know, anytime you pit your kid up against someone else's kid and both parents are watching, um, you know, I, I would even, I would love to say that, oh, I, I was never like a crazy hockey parent. Um, but I've never met a hockey parent that isn't a crazy hockey parent. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves... And the thing that makes it the worst, and this is one thing I hate about all organized, well, not all organized sports, but I hate sports that are uh, refereed, that are judged based on somebody else's interpretation, right? Like, like, I mean, it's a fact of the matter. There's bad games. Like, a ref can call a bad game. I hate that. Like, it always, because the kids are like, well, that's not fair. I said, I know. I said, yeah, it was the wrong call. That never happened. But this is how it is, you know? I always like something that's like, okay, if it's a foot race and it's literally whoever goes from A to B the fastest, right? Obviously, there are scorekeepers and there are judges, but we can take away a lot of the, well, it's not what I saw. It's like either there first or you weren't, unless we're getting really competitive and super close. But, you know, and it's funny because crazy parents, tons of that. I mean, I've I've literally had, uh, I've, I've been a coach and I've had to like tell the refs to stop the game because parents were like throwing punches in the bleachers <laughs> and RCMP have been called. Uh, you know, I've one of my son's coaches, the first five games of the season got kicked out of three of them. <laughs> you know, like, this is like the beginning of the season. This is not playoffs. And it's, oh, it's, you know, it's really funny though. I thought, oh man, sports, that's it. And, and so I was really pleased when we pulled our kids out of sports and uh, now they're in, in the air cadet program. <laughs> And there's some problems there too. Like, I, I can't go into specifics of it, but essentially one of the kids who's 
very high ranked in the program uh, with this virtual thing. He did some really bad stuff, like propaganda in the chat of the Zoom calls. And I happened to be in the same room as my daughter, and, and she said, what is this? I looked at him and thought, are you freaking kidding me? So I copy it, I screenshot it, copy it, paste it, and it was a whole bunch of uh, Russian propaganda, right? Right from Stalin, communism, pro-communism stuff. And uh, anyways, no, not a single officer was in on the Zoom call, which to me is not, you can't leave kids in a chat room online unattended. Anyways, long story short, it turned into a whole kerfuffle. I... <laughs> kind of started it because I said, listen, I've got all this stuff, this information. Uh, as a parent, here's a formal complaint, blah, 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 blah. And then, wow, just I- incredible the way I-, I think this cadet is done. But the parent now was like attacking the officers, uh, telling them they're a disgrace to the armed forces. And that, but it's just, I was like, you know what? This reminds me of a hockey situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have one kid that does something stupid that should be punished for it. And the parents are like, whoa, my kid's perfect. You know, you, you can't do this to my kid. And it's just like, oh, wow. Parents are the same everywhere. And actually, you know what? Interesting. I, I don't want to talk too much, but speaking of the same thing, we're this last Monday, we're at the ski hill. I met one of these Karen people. Uh, so this lady was there with her kid and it looked like she was skiing with some friends. And, and she kind of looked like a, a, a butch of a woman, like somebody you wouldn't necessarily want to mess with, right? Like zero makeup stock your build to her she wasn't short and you know she could probably hold her own but anyways her, her kid was like in and out of the trees or something like this i didn't really see the situation but I, like my son said he skied you know within five or ten feet of the guy but he was just coming out of the trees and this kid was yelling at him stop you're about to hit me and start freaking out and then my son i saw this he goes you shut up <laughs> that's all he said and then skied away and anyway, so we do a few more runs, and, and then the, the boys are ahead of us. So we like them to go up first so they can put their bindings on their snowboards. And we see this mother coming over and talking to them. And I have a hard time with that, right? Like, say if some kid does something that's not acceptable, and I know their parents are there, I'm going to go talk to the parent, right? I don't think you should ever have an adult confronting a child when the problem was between two children. Oh, no, that's anyway, so you I know, see. You're, you're just asking them to wind up in court. Exactly. Exactly. It's foolish for her to do that. So anyways, I see this uh, large woman heading over to the boys and I just kind of ski in there. I said, excuse me, is there a problem here? And she goes, uh, yes, these kids were being bad. I said, okay. I said, well, you know, and I, I talked to him. I said, you know what? Here's the thing. One of my favorite expressions on earth is that lions don't care for the opinions of sheep. And you know what? If somebody's going to, hey, you almost hit me. You know, if you did, you apologize. Say, yeah, I'm totally sorry about that. But some people are overly sensitive, right? Like you can ski 20 feet away from them. They're like, ah, be careful. It's like, dude, (laughs) I could ski between your legs and not knock you down, you know? But if they're just being overly sensitive, don't even acknowledge that they exist. And it solves a problem because there's no confrontation. Same thing. You know, you got some pinhead in traffic who honks at you. I didn't even hear that honk. I really don't care what you think. Anyways, we had that talk. And she comes over and she's like, oh, you're the parent? I said, yeah, I am. Well, your kid told my kid to shut up. And if he did that again, he's going to punch him in the face. I said, well, he never said that. I said, I heard him say shut up. Yes, he did. He said, you shut up. That was all he said. No, blah, 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 blah. And she started really getting into it. And uh, 
Anyways, and then and so Steph comes over and she's like, listen, I don't appreciate the way you're I said, listen, I said, these are my kids. We've dealt with it. I said, we're not going to ski near you anymore. You don't ski near us. Just leave us alone. Okay. And then she keeps going. And so I told her, I said, lions don't care for the opinions of sheep. I don't care what you say. And so we left. Anyways, about two hours later, she skis right up to Steph and just stops and starts talking. Are you the mother? Are you the mother of the snowboarders? Are you the snowboarders? Oh, I can tell you the snowboarders mother. And I was in the trees. I was doing a jump. Do this jump. Come over here. I said, what's going on? She goes, listen, I need to apologize for my behavior back there. And I was really impressed. I said, you know what? Me too. I said, I I was getting a little bit angry. And she goes, yeah, I need to apologize. I shouldn't be getting angry for the fact that you don't know how to discipline your children. (laughs) And I said, pardon? And is what one of those times when you're in a confrontation and you're very clear? I said, so you're not apologizing. This is just passive aggression. Aggression. She goes, yeah. I said, listen up here. I've told you once. I will not tell you again. I said, you stay away from us. I said, first of all, COVID protocol. You don't have a mask on. You're about three feet away from me. I said, so if you get close to me in, in defense of COVID, because uh, we're all scared of COVID, I'm just going to use my pole to set a perimeter. And I said, if you come close to me one more time, I said, you will have some serious troubles. I said, I don't give a shit about you. I don't give a shit about what you say, your kid or anything. Leave me alone. And then uh, she starts swearing at me, F you, F you. I'm like, oh, brother. And it's, it's, it's one of these people. It's like, what's your problem? Like literally two hours later, you know, we've got all these runs in. It was after lunch at this point, And she has to come and then just wants to get into it again. Oh. That's when you wish you were kind of like in the backwoods on the hill and nobody would see you, you know? Oh, man. I just don't understand people like that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine <laughs> what her social media feed was like for the next two days? You. <laughs> I know. It was just you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. <laughs> Actually, at the top of the hill, she's getting so aggressive. I said, I can't even tell if you're a woman or a man. <laughs> I said, you're acting like a, like some tough guy at a bar. I said, this is not very ladylike of you. <laughs> and that's what I was kind of apologizing for until I realized that she wasn't apologizing. She was just, ugh. But that was, you know what, of all the times we've been on the hill for the hours and hours we've skied this year, that was like the one bad time. And uh, it was a good lesson for my son because even after that second time, you know, the kids saw it and they said, do you realize that this whole thing was brought about because you're mad at that kid and you said, shut up. I said, if he yells at you and you just keep eye, he might be like, okay, that kid's just deaf, whatever. But I said, as soon as you engage, man, you know, it might be nothing. It might just be, yeah, you said, shut up and that's it. But you might open this can of worms that now I'm dealing with, you know, my wife's dealing with, oh, it's not worth it. Not at all. You know, uh, not having anything to do with your situation, but it reminds me of a part of a uh, documentary I saw this week, um, just a small part of it. Uh, they were trying to use it as a, not an excuse, but just an explanation of why this adult turned out the way he did. But when he was a child in the 1930s, his dad would enter him into kid fights. <laughs> What are those? <laughs> like a dog fight or a cock fight, but with kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was like carny stuff, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, my, my boy could beat your boy up. No, he can't. Really? 
Meet me behind Let's the go. big top at nine o'clock. No, but it was a like an organized underground sport. Start. Um, really? They think it started up in Canada. Um, <laughs> With hockey, uh, hockey in parents? that middle part of Canada, uh, Calgary. Oh yeah. And no, uh, no, that's not middle. <laughs> uh, no, not Calgary. Did they seriously um, think Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Saskatoon. And yeah. Uh, and moved its way all, all the way down through the Midwest. Huh. But they they were yeah. talking about it a little bit, and they had a couple of pictures. Uh, oh, my God, it was hilarious. I was rolling. You know, it's tragic, <laughs> but it's funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I guarantee that was a – that probably sprung from hockey parents. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know <laughs> – 1930s, you got to, you know, hustle and make money with what you got. And if you only get your kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, parts of uh, the, the Canadian history in the 30s, 40s and stuff is interesting, especially in those like prairie towns. Like, was it in Saskatoon, is it? Um, it was at Al Capone. I don't know. Anyways, there's a lot of, uh, like Saskatchewan had a lot of ties with the mob and and uh, bootlegging alcohol and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Really, I know a really lot about interesting. that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, just nothing else to do out there, I guess. <laughs> no, and everybody, yeah. you know, it was a horribly depressing time financially back then, and mm-hmm. bootlegging was literally a billion dollar business. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, we've. Uh, talked a couple of times about uh, how customer service and caring about your customers and getting a finding a good company is just a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Well, I was pleasantly surprised this week. Uh, got an email that oh your uh, enforce order has shipped. It'll be there. Friday, but it came yesterday. But and I'm like, my enforce order. I've already got that. I ordered it back in uh, August, September, October, right? What I ordered enforce? two weapon lights, uh, one for uh, oh, handguns okay. and one for long guns. And uh, and yeah, you know, so I got them, and they've been sitting over here on my uh, blacksmith or uh, my gunsmithing table. Because other things have come up, and I just didn't need them yet. But anyway, uh, so I get this thing, and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, they their system spit out my order twice by accident. And when I get the package, I'll just call them and let them know, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. I open it, and there's a letter in there that says basically this. Hey, we have found since you ordered this thing that there was a, a software issue with programming the light modes on this weapon light. Mm-hmm. The serial number of yours begins with an AA. Here we're giving you this AB. Um, they gave me six free CR123 batteries and said, <laughs> here's a prepaid envelope to send the old one back to us. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't, never knew anything was wrong with it. And they made it right. And, you know, probably at, if you look at all the number of customers, a considerable cost. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that's pretty. That's right on. Definitely rare these days, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this this winter, I mean, I had a fiasco with my Husqvarna snowblower, and the dealership that I bought it from, and combination of the two, it's it's just like wow, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, it seems that good customer service is uh, like a thing of the past, you know. You know, you're uh, a- I. Your husky story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, la- early last year, I had ordered a, or bought a uh, Kubota zero-turn mower. Mm-hmm. And used it for a, a season and then realized, you know what? I have so many hills on the, that I have to mow, and some of them sideways. I'm going to get that. Uh, weight kit for the front of it like tractor weights but for a lawnmower mm-hmm. yep and they also have this little jack stand that turns sideways and you can lift the the mower up and work on the blades and and, and the deck so i bought one of those too i ordered from the same guy i bought the Kubota, the same dealer the same guy at the same dealer that i bought my tractor the zero turn mower and a couple other things so you figure you know you've Built this relationship, blah, 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 right? Well, due to COVID, it takes months to get these things. And then I had back surgery, and it was winter, so I wasn't in a big hurry. Started to get into springtime weather this week. So pull the mower out, mow the front yard, pull it around to the side. I'm going to install the weights and the jack, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's two different kind. There's two different series of jacks that go on this mower, and it's clearly a big warning on the front page of the instructions. If you have a grass catcher installed, you cannot use this one. You have to use this other one, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't say. If you have a weight kit installed, it says if you have a grass catcher. If you have a grass mm-hmm. catcher, if you buy the grass catching attachment, you have to get the weights for the front because it puts too much weight on the back. Yeah. So the, this guy that works at the dealership ordered the wrong part for me. Mm. I'm like, really? You should know this. And because he tried to sell me the grass catcher. No, no, don't need that. I mean, it'd be nice, but I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, so So that's it's like 160 bucks wasted. Yeah. But. uh, Wouldn't do anything about it. Oh, God, no. No, no. Oh, wow. No, been too long, this, that, and the other, yada, 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 yada. Who are you again? You know, that's kind of attitude yeah, he's got. Yeah. yeah. You sure I sold yeah, you something? Yeah. Well, that's what they told me with my snowboard. Like, I bought it, and like two days after we had it, we had a big snowstorm. I used it, and then um, I don't know if it was that first time or maybe the second time. I had less than three hours on it, but it was spread out over like a month. No, no, no. The first time I used it, and then I took it in about a week later because it was like around Christmas time. I took it in a week later. Okay, sure. And 
they had had it for about a month. And finally, I talked to the the manager of the store, and he said, well, it's not like you bought it yesterday. I said, I bought it, and I used it, like, the next day, and I brought it back a week later, and you've had it for the last month. So it kind of is like I just picked it up. I said, this is not like I've been using it every day for a month. You know, I said, it's less than three hours on the thing. And he said, well, we can't really give you your money back. I said, no, no, you can and you will. You know, either you give me a brand new one right now, or you give me my money back because I paid for the snowblower and because of the incompetence of whoever assembled it and whatever rigmarole you have to go through with Husqvarna to authorize approval, blah, blah, blah. Again, incompetence, that's not my part, yours, the collective yours. Uh, this problem is on you guys, not me. So I'm coming. I, I just told him, I said, I'm coming there. I'll be there in about two hours. And one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to, no, one of three. I said, you can fix my mower by the time I get there and I'll take it back as an operating mower. Or you can give me a new one, which they didn't have any stock of, or you'll give me my money back. You've got three great choices there, all of them that I'm very happy with. You just need to pick one. And then, uh, yeah, you got to talk to people like that sometimes. You know, it's not, if I would have just been like a passive consumer, like, okay, I guess I'll keep waiting for the parts. Dude, I, I probably still wouldn't have a snowblower. But, so anyways, got my money back, went and got a new snowblower. I got an Arns, whatever the, Arians? Arians. But you know what? <laughs> Such a heartbreak with that, Todd. I thought, oh, okay, good. I got, I got this blower now. This is a small thing, but it's just like, <laughs> it stings because of what i just been through. The pull cable thing. I don't think they installed that right. So when you pull the cable out, it doesn't retract. <sighs> Oh, yeah. $2,000 $2, snowblower. It has electric start, and I prefer that anyways because I'm lazy, but $2,000 snowblower after I just returned a $2,000 snowblower. Both of them brand new. Both of them apparently are like the ones to buy. <laughs> oh, man. Having said that, I mean, once it does start, it, it, it runs way better. It's got a few more features and a higher capacity. Uh, but, man, I can it's... You know, it's it's funny. I talk about my old snowblower, my Craftsman Drift Breaker from like the 80s. And uh, I always said I should replace it. But I said, I'm sure if I get a brand new one, it's not going to be as well built. <laughs> it's kind of true. It's like, man, if you got some of that really old, good quality equipment that's got like heavy gauge sheet metal and I don't know, like real fasteners instead of these cheap little Chineseium junk and it's. I don't know. I still want. I still have my old snowblower. I wonder if I'm better off just to be like, you know what? I need to do whatever it takes to keep this thing running. But I don't make them like they used to, do they? Well, no. And uh, who knows if they messed up your pull cord retraction spring just to, you know, mess with you. Yeah, I know. Probably and not the that thing smart, is, is it, but yeah. And it's not a big deal, right? Like it's a really, really easy fix. I've fixed dozens of those before. You know, I've got to do four screws, make sure it's wound properly, and you got to hold it right when you put it back together and stick the tongue at the left side of your mouth, and it all work great. It's a point. But it's like, it's man, I, I shouldn't have to. Yeah, should not have to do that. That's why I bought a new one so that I yeah, can it's just. It's like going to a Ferrari dealership or a, you know, a high end car dealership and buying a car, but. The wheels are put on backwards. Yeah. No, you shouldn't have to get a jack, jack it up, you know, take the lug nuts off. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're paying so that that stuff's already done for you. 
Yeah. Crazy. <clears throat> Have you been up to much in your shop lately? I've been having nothing to do with my shop because I've been trying to get my uh, uh, yard maintenance uh, equipment oh, yeah. taken care of for the year. You know, yeah. uh, tuned up my uh, both my chainsaws, uh, put a new bar on the electric chainsaw or the cordless chainsaw, uh, got the zero turn mower, the push mower. Uh, front, uh, over the winter, I had bought a, uh, one of those uh, like a weed eater, but with wheels on it. It's oh, a really okay. heavy grass. I uh, got oh, that one like going. a brush hog. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, you know, bought it over the winter, so I it I put it together over the winter, but didn't put oil in it or gas or anything like that till this week. You know, so yep. been doing some of that stuff. Uh, right on. Got some. Uh, got the roses cut down, uh, cut or cut back trimmed for the year you know stuff like that yep right on. I, I can't stand yard work because i had to do it for so many years but it's got to yeah. be done yeah yeah i know we don't have uh, like you, you sent me uh or i saw on, on instagram those trees are blooming there for you already yeah those three they bloom very early and then they die out and they look dead, you know, <clears throat> seven months of the year, but and during the spring, they look really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Do you guys have any other buds on trees coming out? Like are leaves starting to show or no grass turning green? Not leaves, the, the grass is, but, um, those are about the only, <clears throat> some, the, the greenery, on the rose bushes that were starting. Uh, I cut them back uh, about a month late, but they're so hardy, you know, it's not going to kill them at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you yeah. could kill those things if you wanted to, but. <laughs> so I think by the end of April, I think April's the month everything here pops out and comes to life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much the same for us. Um, yeah, all our snow had melted, and this is always like, you get the warmer weather, so it's like not minus ten degrees, not minus five degrees. You know, it's above zero. I think we've had a, we've had a couple of nice days, like ten, twelve, fourteen degrees Celsius, uh, maybe a little warmer. And then, you know, we just got some snow, and now it's like not even gonna get above freezing. And this is like the this is like the hardest part of the year for me because we've had a taste of the spring, and you know, it warms up enough that you can actually smell the trees and you can smell the grass. It's like yes, it's here. And then, and then we have like usually like another month of just brown, cool weather. And uh, every day, every day when I'm driving or I'm out riding my bicycle, I'm staring at the trees because you can always just see a haze of green. Like just, you know, I, I don't even know if the buds, they just started to open, but you can tell it's like, okay, good. Boom. We're in the clear. You know, we finally made it, but uh, it hasn't happened here yet. Grass hasn't turned, but soon enough, I'm excited for it. But that always also means the end of ski season. So I guess as long as we can get out to the hill once a week, I can put up with a little bit of grass around here. And, and it's nice too because, I mean, you know, I'll go skiing 
all day and the next day I can go out for a ride, you know, on a dry road. Um, sometimes I don't have to wear jackets, kind of the best of both worlds right now. Roads are good, not driving through bad conditions to get to the hill, but I'm excited for summer to come. Um, although, (laughs) you know, here, (laughs) apparently now our COVID (laughs) numbers are spiking again (laughs) from the new strain of the Wuhan sniffles. I was like, okay, this is good. You know, people are like good and, and our numbers have been good and, you know, they're opening things back up. But now, now, oh no, there's, there's a new strain and, uh. Our, whatever our health person is, Crenshaw, Henshaw, I don't know what the heck that cow's name is, but she thinks we might need to start implementing some more uh, lockdowns and some more COVID regulations. Oh, I'd say good luck to that. <laughs> I think people are done. <laughs> oh, whatever. I, I see like in the States too, there's a bunch of, bunch of states shutting schools down again and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um Wow. People forget, you know, Europe spiked really high and really bad, and then it got a little bit better. You know, they were leveling all, and then we spiked. So, you know, we were about a month, month and a half behind them or something like that, right? And they're spiking mm-hmm. now, so, you know, it's not a big surprise that we're going to spike. Not to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, you know, that virus is now part of nature. Nature is what it is. You know, it ebbs and it flows. Yeah. It sure it sure does give the old uh, powers that be all the control they want, though. You know? Every bit of it. Yeah. And they're not giving that up. Y- you oh, know, God, people no. say, oh, this is a, a temporary thing. We, we'll do our part right now. But, you know, in Canada, when they brought in income tax, that was only to support the war efforts. And it was a temporary income tax. That has never gone away. And then in my lifetime, I remember they brought in GST, general sales tax. And that was a temporary tax for just a few years to help balance out the budget. And that has never gone away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Governments do not give up power once they take it from you. <laughs> and, and that's where revolutions happen, right? That's why civil wars happen, civil disobedience because once these governments get it, they're like, hey, this is kind of nice. Why would a government give up a tax, right? Yeah. You know, I the, know when uh, the, we lived in Florida in the late 90s, the local, like the county, they had had a, a sales tax for addition, a, you know, a tax on tax to help mm-hmm. uh, build the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. And when it sunsetted and went away, you know, you could feel it in your pocket that because it wasn't a little sales tax. It was like three and a half percent. They tried to bring it back, and the people were like, "You do, and you won't get voted back in." Yeah. And yeah. everybody who tried, all everybody in the county and state that tried, were not reelected. You know, hmm. that was back when Florida had some guts, and now too many snowflakes are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And snowflakes and insane people. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's uh I was really hoping. I mean I I I think I knew that I was naively hoping 
that maybe this will all just kind of go away. But it's it's not. And people are like, oh, I'm going to get the vaccine and there'll be a good indication that, yes, you know, we're getting through this. And it's like, <laughs> you're not getting through. This has nothing to do with uh, sickness and keeping people healthy. It's, it's not that. And people say you're crazy. I say, yeah, I do believe there is a virus, but I think it's just a different version of the flu. You know, and this is, I don't know. I don't know. You, you know, I stand firm and stand fast on what I believe is happening. And uh, the only way we'll find out is time, right? Absolutely. But yeah, it's crazy, crazy time to be alive. They, uh, they let that guy. The, what's next? Um, you know, I don't want it to get here because the powers that be are, they got something planned. You know, it'll be. <sighs> I just don't want to see it, but I do want to see it. You know, curiosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're scheduled to get the second round of vaccine, I think, next week. Hmm. Uh, you know, we got it because of her parents. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because they're getting um, old, and, you know, the time with them is limited. And they're like, yeah, we want, you know, get the vaccine and if you want to hang out with us you get around you know it's a small price mm-hmm. to pay for spending time with yeah. you before you die mm-hmm. yeah um yeah no it's uh it's interesting my, my parents have well they got the first round of it i think down in phoenix i think they were doing it because they're hoping it'll help them get back into canada <laughs> with less struggles but so Canada is using one of the vaccines that Canada is using has been like banned in the U.S. and I think seven European countries because of ill side effects. <laughs> but but our, our Justine Trudy is like, oh, it's good. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, heck yeah, that yeah. means he got it on sale. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Kanakistan. You know, it's funny because I don't think like I, I always think that okay, Canada, U.S. were very similar. And I've spent a lot of time in both countries. You know, uh, my time in the U.S., I've probably been there four or five years of my life. You know, like there's a two and a half year period where I was hardly ever home. And um, man, it, we are so far different as as far as the way the country, and maybe it's getting worse, but well, like you had pointed out that story that that preacher who said we're going to keep having services right? Church services. Yeah. And they threw him in jail. They denied bail to him. And then four weeks later, they let him out, dropped all the charges and, and don't go on. And, you know, people here don't look at that and be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like literally this, and, and there was no COVID cases in this church. Zero have happened since. So what this guy did has absolutely zero harm to any single human being. Nothing. Nothing bad happened. But they threw him in jail, denied bail like he was some hardened criminal that was a threat to society. And then they're like, oh, you know what? We're just going to drop the charges. And, and that's it. Was it. A threat like, to their you... power. Oh, you're doing something yeah. we told you not to do. And now you're, because, you know, your limited example of one is showing there are no harmful side effects of being together in church. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and so you have that happen and then we recently found out like i think it was like two years ago a year ago uh there's a murder probably like five minutes from our house and what it was the guy's gonna fight in a bar i think it was about drugs or something i i i don't know but anyways there's a native kid that was killed on the highway and these these kids these two white guys from town just trashy pieces of crap they're brothers chase this guy down in his car get him to pull over and they just shoot him in the car dead and the one guy he's got two and a half years and i'm like so we literally live in a in a place in a country where a a preacher does nothing wrong zero people hurt nobody got a cold from him and he spends a month in jail without bail and you get some punk kid who, who stalks this guy down, hunts him, shoots him like a coward through a window, and he gets two and a half years? And people yeah. are just like, oh, hmm. Like, like, but I you don't have a understand. better example. Yeah. I, I don't you understand. A, and, and you, you have a much better example of how screwed up it is. You have a terrorist shoot a military guard yes. in the back, and now he's a millionaire strip mall owner. $10 million from the government after committing a murder of a Canadian yeah. soldier. Yeah. And we and we we sit here and like nothing. Like honestly, when I use the term Kanakistan or Canazuela, I freaking I mean it. Like this country, I am at the point and I it's not worth the headache and the crap. But I honestly want to take a Canadian flag and hang it upside down and have it in a very prominent position in my YouTube videos. Because our country is so screwed up right now. You know, I believe the definition of a patriot is someone who will protect his country, even if that means from its own government. And I believe that's where we're at right now. I love the country of Canada, but I think the government is so screwed up. We are so messed up. We are, we are so socialist that we are, and I guess, you know, the history of Canada has always kind of been that way. You know, Canada's always been a little bit of a, a pacifist country. You know, we wouldn't fight to get out of British rule and, and we're still part of the Commonwealth. And I don't know, my, my opinions in the last year with, the, with what I see government, they've never been, I've always hated government, but when I see what they're doing with this pandemic, um, and based purely on numbers, you know, in, in Alberta, the average age of death from COVID is 83. Last year, the average, or the, the year before COVID, the average old age death in Alberta was 81. And, and they're saying that's the most vulnerable, the seniors. So literally, people are dying from COVID or dying two years later than they were before COVID was even a thing, before anybody knew what it was, you know? Uh, the, the fact of the matter is, yes, people that are compromised, people that are in very poor physical condition, they're going to they're gonna die from COVID, maybe. You know what's funny? In Canada, in Alberta, if you die in the hospital and you don't have a negative COVID test within like from 72 hours prior, they mark the death as a COVID death. There's a, we've got, not friends, we knew these people in hockey and their father died. So like the kid's grandpa died of a heart attack. He had a massive heart attack and they wrote COVID. And they said, this wasn't COVID. He had a, whatever, cardiac malfunction, whatever it was. They said, well, no, he didn't have a, a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours of his life, so we have to mark it as COVID. Ah, 
pad pad the numbers, scare the people. When people, you know, the grocery store, you're talking to people in public, like, stay safe. I look at them and I say, stay scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's time for the people to wake up and and stomp, silence the sheeple. You've got these loud sheeple that, that are scared and they're trying to make you scared. Oh, it's it's a, enough is enough. That's that's where I'm at with this thing. Now is the time. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. If you try and bring in more restrictions, well, I've obeyed long enough. Now is the time for some civil disobedience and freedom because the two often go hand in hand. <laughs> yep. You ready? You ready for our show to get canceled, Todd? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. That that was not that was not on my agenda for this morning. <laughs> eh. You know, it is what it is. You know, yeah. if we were talking without the record button being on, we'd be talk like this. And that's what we intended the show to be. So, you know, it's yep. great. Yeah. And if people listening to this don't like it look around the room and then open up your email and you shoot me a description of the dude that's got a gun to your head making you listen Mm -hmm. you know don't cancel something just because you don't like it unless it's illegal you know yeah and then don't make a law against it just because you don't like it you know it has to be a harmful or immoral yeah. You know, everything's getting uh, overregulated. Um, yeah. Just sick. I was really surprised that they didn't cancel St. Patrick's Day. You know, we've canceled Aunt Jemima. We've canceled, you know, Dr. Seuss. Um, you know, every sports team that has any cultural references. Uh, but by the way, people take great pride in, right? Um, but St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so I, I'm not Irish, and I'm really offended by all the green, you know. And you have a day that's about the Irish, and I, oh, that hurts big time. And I'm not Catholic, so now I'm two times offended with St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you know, I'm shocked that one's not canceled. Well, uh, I'm, I'm I think Mickey Mouse. By the fact that they've taken St. Patrick's Day right and just turned it into a big drunk fest. Yeah. Because. Um. I'm offended that St. Patrick is credited as being Irish because he's not Irish. <laughs> he's from Scotland. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. People can say whatever they want to about a lot of things, including the Wuhan sniffles, but degenerate drinking and the effects thereof kill more people every year than Wuhan ever thought about. Or ever could, yeah. I mean... Wuhan's walking around Earth going, ha ha, I'm killing people. Alcohol looks at Wuhan and says, here, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll show you what killing people is like. <laughs> exactly. You, you know, I they mean, justify it. Just so many people justify. The so go ahead. first 10 years of the Vietnam War, only in the continental United States, um, 50,000 American soldiers were killed in Vietnam. 500,000 people were killed in DUI accidents. but wow. And that's only in America. Yeah. You know, holy. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people. That is. 
And, and you know, the, the thing that really, the people that want to enforce all this stupid crap with COVID, uh, they use a stupid argument that say, one is too many. Wear your mask because one is too many. I, I'm sorry, that logic is entirely flawed because if one was too many, you would outlaw the motor vehicle. You would outlaw alcohol. You would outlaw tobacco. You would outlaw uh, donuts, right? Like, like there's things that kill us way more. And it's like, oh, one, is, one life is too many to lose to COVID. Then stop everything. It's the biggest crock of shit going. Like, no, you don't believe one is too many because cars oh. kill. You want hypocrisy? Cars kill. Alcohol kills. You want hypocrisy? You used to smoke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so did I. And I, I, I miss it quite a bit right now. But uh, <laughs> I love the smell of <laughs> cigarette smoke. I, I, well, love I, I love, you know, there there are days when I just want to smoke. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but, all right. Let's say back in our day, you know, a teenager smoked. I'm talking say, from 16 to 19, they may or may not die of smoking-related illness 50 years later, mm-hmm. right? But So they outlaw smoking. You can't smoke. Smoking is bad. Cigarettes kill, blah, 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 blah. So now teenagers vape. Yeah. You know, more teenagers, and, and I got this from uh, – a credible source, not um, like CDC source, but a credible source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in no, in just two years, recently, uh, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, more teenagers between the age of sixteen and nineteen died of vaping than all sixteen to nineteen year old smoking related deaths ever before combined really wow now i know that it's probably hard for somebody to literally die from smoking a cigarette for three years right but Mm. if you're dying vaping and some of these kids that were dying um you know the first second or third time vaping they died from it that's messed Mm. up yeah what in the heck yeah we, we know smoking, like tobacco has been used for hundreds of years, right? It's oh, yeah. a it's a known thing. It, it's Sir a Walter plant Raleigh got it from it. the Indians. You know, they used to use it in the evening to kick back and relax, you know? Yeah. And I know modern cigarettes are a lot more processed, right? Um, oh, yeah. It's not like they're just drying out the leaf, but, you know, within reason. And it's very, very regulated. Uh, you know, it's all proved and stuff. With this vape stuff, I mean... I don't know. The way that it comes across to me is that it's just willy-nilly, man. Like, I could literally take some antifreeze and tell you it's vape juice, and now you're dealing with crazy chemicals in the brain. Yeah, it you wasn't, know? Like, um, oh. it wasn't vaping, the, the manufacturing of vape stuff wasn't regulated in the United States until uh, late 2019, early 2020. Wow. And then how much of that stuff, you, you know, so it's regulated, but... I don't know. It, it seems because, you know, tobacco, you've got huge tobacco companies. And what are they, they going to do? What are they, they going to? Yeah, they regulated what they couldn't put in it. 
and that leaves a lot to, you know wide open because uh you know nicotine is harmful dangerous in large amounts to the human body and so what there were some of those vaping uh brands those pop-up brands that somebody made in their freaking garage had three four hundred times uh per inhalation than in a cigarette yeah yeah no i know it's it's ridiculous and you know what the funny thing is it's it's marketed as a safe alternative to smoking like i one of my neighbors here uh just lives two houses down from me uh smoker his whole life and then e-cigarettes started coming out and next thing you know he's got one of these (laughs) these vapors i call them a douche flute (laughs) but uh and he's like, oh, yeah, I quit smoking. <laughs> he's got this vape going, yeah. and it's uh, like, uh, wow. He's like, this is so much better for me. I'm like, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not going to get into it with him, but the, wow. The next iteration of your, uh, you know, your uh, uh, T-shirt character. I don't want to say it, but, you know, the one You'll you made. Donkey. To, to, yeah. Well, I wasn't yeah. going to say that, but. Um, I can say it. Is that offensive? Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't going to say it to clowns because of what donkeys. I'm going to say next. I don't want your intellectual property being stolen by somebody. But <laughs> I think the clown it. donkey, the next iteration, needs a douche flute. Yeah, <laughs> I should actually. <laughs> I totally should. Although I, I bet that shirt will get canceled because it's offensive to clowns and donkeys. And you, when you put them together... It's confusing, and there's no, yeah, no, we're going to have to cancel that shirt for sure. Not allowed to say that word anymore. <laughs> and douche flute, that really hurts people's feelings if they vape. You, you know one shirt I always want to have, but I know it'd just be way too much work, and I, I don't set out to offend people. I don't want to hurt people, but I also want to kind of spread the message that, you know what, stop wasting your life. I want to make a T-shirt that says, Gamers are Losers. <laughs> just wear it in all my videos, but man, the 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 fallback I'd have in the I, I've mentioned a few times, like uh, I, that. Oh, I do not. Well, I got an email yesterday. Could you promote Raid Shadow Legends in your videos? I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? And I've said it a few times, like on my YouTube, that I am against gaming, like against it. Uh, you know, nothing wrong. I grew up with a little Nintendo system. It was fun, but we'd play for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and be like, Okay, this is kind of boring. The games nowadays are so, they pull people in and they keep them there, right? Like, it's not like, it's like, oh yeah, just to kick back, I play 20 minutes of video games. I've never met somebody who's a gamer that does that. I would have no problem with that. Sure, cool. I like to watch TV. I like to watch YouTube videos. Is it productive? No. Generally, I'm doing it just to waste some time and that's good. Some people can read a book, but most people that are gamers, it's like their life, it's an obsession to them. And it steals them out of their life, you know? Yeah. Ugh. So we used to go to church in um, this one place, <clears throat> uh, shoot, First Lance Church. And the road that we took, we kind of went through this town, Langdon. And on the way to church, we'd, no, after church, we'd go to Tim's and get a coffee. And every Sunday at around like 11, we'd go to the early service. At around 11, there'd be these people LARPing. And we called them the Langdon Larpers, bum, 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 <laughs> from that uh, with the farmer's insurance or whatever. Yeah. 
Oh man, and just it was funny because my wife saw an article on on Facebook about it, and these people were like my fr- my son didn't have any friends, and he's always socially awkward, and then he discovered LARPing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, he's still socially awkward. He still really doesn't have friends. He's he's got like enemies and wizards that are on his team, and I, uh, I worked at a place called Interflow, and uh, we had this hose room, and is where we made all our hydraulic hoses, and. Uh, Friday afternoons we're always supposed to clean up, <clears throat> but <laughs> the guy that kind of ran the hose room and the fittings room, he would always just come in there and he'd go to Tim Hortons and bring in coffee and donuts, and then we'd kind of lock ourselves in this room. Well, we weren't locked in, but we closed the doors on this room, and it was in the shop, but people couldn't see inside. <laughs> and people were like, "What are you guys doing?" It's like we're cleaning up. <laughs> and so he actually took a piece of plywood and spray painted "Do Not Enter Larping in Progress." <laughs> <laughs> he said, we're, we're going to live action role play that we're cleaning up while we drink coffee and eat donuts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've been making fun of LARPing for you. I love it. I love just the word. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah. boys, let's LARP this one out. <laughs> we, at my uh, shooting club, there was a, one of the guys that uh, I hung around with there. He's a marine sniper and when he's not on duty as a marine he's uh, he volunteers his sniping skills to the local law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. and does uh counter sniping although i've hmm. never heard of many sniper attacks other than the dc sniper anyway anyway but he's a cool guy right and uh mm-hmm. a couple of the other guys older than us um, their teenage kids LARPed and they're like, oh yeah, this is getting us prepared for real world, you know, active shooter, blah, blah, this and that. No, it isn't. What do you mean? Yeah. It's not getting you prepared for anything other than a paintball fight. No, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Really? Okay. Let's go in the parking lot. I'll, sh- I'll prove it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like, okay, f- you know, the first one that gets hit, no, this is real world. We're going to real world it. The first person that gets subdued wins. And I don't know what he was thinking, but he agreed to it. And uh, we were standing behind my truck. And I just walked around the truck, and they're pelting me with uh, a couple of paintballs. They're missing way more than they're hitting me. I just walked into my punch him right in his little helmet. <laughs> And I said, that's real yeah. world. And I turned around and went back inside. Yeah, yeah. He's like, ah. And his dad was like, yeah. well, you know, yeah, you agreed to it. You know, grow up yeah. here. Yeah, see, my, my boys and I, we like to airsoft. And I always tell them, <laughs> we're, we're LARPing. You know, and people <laughs> are like, oh, no, you could. And I, I don't know. I, I've heard, I can't validate any of this because I, I don't really know anybody that's been in there but I've I've heard like articles um that sometimes they'll use airsoft for different simulations and there's a certain point where I might believe that cuz you you have what they call real steel airsoft guns and they're basically exact replicas right like you can get an AR15 made of steel it's going to have the same weight same spring on the action like all this stuff and they just put an electric motor in it <clears throat> and I had a friend who had I don't know I had like eight really high end airsoft guns and they were just like real guns. Um, so I could kind of see maybe that train, obviously, the recoil, the, the you know, the all that stuff you can't factor in, right? Um, 
But, you know, my boys out there is like, is this LARPing dad? I'm like, yep, <laughs> pretty much is. I, 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 to a different degree, I mean, it's you can make a game of it with a point system so that it's not just imaginary. Like, I always tell my kids whenever you see people LARPing, I'm like, haiku, haiku, I put a curse on you. <laughs> I just won the game. You know what I mean? It's different than that wizards and all that weird LARPing. But I said, make it a sport. But I said, yeah, it's the same thing. When I was a little kid, we paid cap guns like that was our favorite thing all summer all year we had gunfights the whole neighborhood did you know and uh it's fun you know did it translate is it going to help me in real world combat situations i don't think so <laughs> you know what well, i mean it helps you with uh team building and tactics mm -hmm. yeah but it doesn't prepare you for like shooting someone else or you getting shot um but yeah. it helps you with the team building aspect and uh, uh, tactics and procedures kind of thing. Yeah. And it's safer. Yeah. yeah. It's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Have you ever airsofted? No. It's I've fun. I've paintballed, but I've never airsoft. Yeah. I've I done like real that. simunitions, though. That hurts. Oh, wow. I bet. I bet. It's like getting um, uh, stung by an angry hornet. Wow. Yeah, airsoft, airsoft can hurt you get the right spot. Like it, I've had a few times where it breaks the skin, um, especially up, up close. <laughs> like my, uh, Usually it's me against my boys, and um, <clears throat> I was kind of stuck in our, one of our gold shelters. I couldn't get out. They kind of had me pinned down. And then my one son came around, <laughs> literally stuck the barrel around the thing, and I put my hand up, <laughs> and from like three inches away, bang, man, the, the palm of my hand, it swelled up like a golf ball, man. It was, it can oh, really wow. hurt, but no, oh, it, yeah, no, if you like bare skin, if you get a bare skin, it's definitely breaking the skin. Um, even like I wear my leather welding jacket and I'll have a couple welts, definitely a couple welts. Um, so yeah, it's something you gotta be careful, definitely eye protection. And like, we basically have a rule, your entire face has to be covered somehow. Cause man, you get that one on the cheek, it'll, it'll cut, it'll cut you open. Definitely. But. It's a lot of fun. It is a blast. And it's exhausting because, like, you, you know, if you sit around too long, they're just going to sneak up on you. So I'm always got to run around and, oh, man, I'm just sweating. It is so much fun. I really enjoy it. But um, we've got new legislation coming in Canada, and I'm pretty sure Airsoft is going to be entirely illegal soon because they've got this new thing and, and the way How it's worded. How any... stupid is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, this is, this is our government. This is, this is Canisuela, Kanakistan. Um, basically the, the way this, the way this legislation is worded is, you know, um, well, these, these assault weapons are so bad and blah, 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 blah. But anything that has resemblance to an assault weapon or a restricted weapon. So, you know, AR-15 is hard to come by in this country. So that um, means t-shirts are going to be... <clears throat> What's that? That means like a T-shirt with an AR-15 on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be. Oh, never mind. Just... You know, and like, and I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know why this is happening. This, you know, there hasn't been an event like last time. They tried to outlaw all those guns. It was after you know big shooting. Um, the gun, by the way, you know, the, the government knew that the gun was actually acquired illegally. Um, it was brought up from the U.S. by, 
you know, they got a problem with natives doing gun trafficking there. Um, the guy that had the gun didn't have a gun license. He wasn't, you know, a registered firearms owner. He was a criminal who got a gun the way criminals get guns and the way they will always get guns. But no, let's take all the guns away from the people that register their guns, that lock them up at home in a safe and enjoy participating in competitive shooting sports that are done safely. You know, let's let's punish those guys. And now all these kids that like airsofting, because their guns look real, they're not allowed to have them at all. And even, they said, even if you started doing, like, I've got an airsoft gun that's an AR-15, and it looks very, very much like an AR-15, um, and it doesn't have an orange tip. They're saying even if they're orange tipped, they're going to be outlawed, which I, I think that's stupid. But at the same time, if you're playing a, a fun game of airsoft, <laughs> what's the big deal? You were literally playing with toy guns. So if you have to have an orange tip, I know a lot of airsofters are against that and like, oh, and I can see, you know, it's, it's definitely different if you're trying to be tactical and you're in the woods in a big organized airsoft match, it's going to give you away. But hey, figure a way around it, you know, but yeah, no, oh, I'm no, pretty sure it's that. coming down the pike. It shouldn't be wrong. It shouldn't be illegal, period. Yep. I agree. You know. And if I want to take that airsoft gun and go rob a store with it, well, that's my problem. That's a problem with me, right? Yeah, if I exactly. want to try and convince somebody it's a real gun, that's wrong. You know, it, it I don't know. It, it's just so silly. It's, hmm, it's dumb. Well, it's like, <laughs> you uh, know, it's like <laughs> a prison, you know, one of the most, one of the most allegedly controlled environments for criminals and they still find ways to make shivs. Yeah. Evil's yeah. going to find a way. Exactly. It's like saying, okay, every man, you need to cut your, uh, you need to cut your hoo-hoo off so we can prevent rape. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, rape isn't a problem that, you know, rape is a problem with the person doing the crime. It's not a problem with the way men are created, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll give them my guns to prevent crime. Well, my guns aren't causing any crime. My well, guns aren't doing anything wrong. Woman, so I'm not. If, if the woman had a, you know, strong male partner or she had a concealed carry permit and a concealed carry weapon, you know, maybe she wouldn't get raped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a victim. It's a just, it's a one-way street to victimization of good, honest people. And, you know, the criminals love it because if, if, you know, if I'm going to break into a house and I know they have no guns, I'm safe as a criminal. I've got all the power in the world. We're on uneven playing fields and mine's way above yours. Well, now I you go into care homes if you're and... a, <clears throat> the average American, the average American, I don't care if they had 500 guns in their house, the act of busting through their door with your own gun is going to take them so far off their untrained game that it wouldn't matter if they had 500 guns, you know, yeah. and still overpower them. Problem yeah. is people don't take responsibility for their own safety. I agree. And there's a woman, huh. I was reading, a, I read an article of hers uh, that no one will ever, I mean, the, the vast majority of people will never see it because it's, you know, covered up by the by the left. This woman used to be a pretty big advocate of gun control. Um, she came out of the uh, moms in any town, every town movement or whatever it was, and she used to work mm -hmm. for Bloomberg. 
until she was personally attacked, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she actually had time to call 911. And they're like, we'll get somebody there as soon as possible. And she's begging the 911 operator while this guy is beating and raping her twice. Hmm. Until 41 minutes later, he heard sirens in the distance and ran away. Yeah. And they still, to this day, haven't solved the crime. And she's now an advocate of um, taking responsibility for your own safety. And Mm -hmm. she's not anti-cop, but she's anti them being quote-unquote first responders because they're not. Yeah, yeah. It's a system that doesn't work. You know, the expression... Well, you are your you know, own first responder, so... Yeah. When seconds count, the police are only minutes away. You know, and when minutes count, the police are only hours away. Or they don't show up and, at all uh, because it's a neighborhood that, oh, you know what, there's 50 shootings there a weekend. I'm not going there on Saturday night. I might get shot. Yeah. And that's the yeah. actual attitude of those cops in Chicago every weekend. It's the actual mm-hmm. attitude of those cops in Baltimore. And don't tell me I'm wrong, because I know cops in both towns. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Titus Gun Control Chicago, I think they've lifted it, haven't they? But when they, they cracked down like crazy on gun control, that's when their gun violence just skyrocketed. You well, they're, it's the strictest gun control in the state, and they have the most murders and the most shootings. Maine, yeah. as a state, <laughs> has the least amount of gun control as far as you being able to carry and it's the safest mm-hmm. state in the union just saying yeah i heard that from ryan mickler was talking yeah. about that yeah no i like he had a good one there um you know it's like i'm trying to get back into shape because what you're saying you're your own first responder and um i, I did a video one time where i made a knife that was a running knife i wanted a lightweight skeletonized handle Stainless steel, I could sweat all over it, not worry about it. But just so that, you know, I've got a knife. You know, farm dogs chase you. I've been chased by some nasty, nasty farm dogs. Um, and I'm not saying I want to get in a fight with a dog when I've got a knife. I think that'd be pretty miserable. Um, but you never know. I just wanted a knife to carry. And then somebody commented on the video and they actually sent me some information uh, off the comment section, emails. And basically in Canada, if I carry anything with the intent of using for self-defense that makes it a weapon and that makes it illegal so if i carry a pocket knife and if i say you know say if they brought me to court say why do you carry that say well it's just for self-defense okay now you're carrying a, a weapon you're you're a criminal now and it's like we want you to be a victim you know it's like <laughs> driving around with a baseball bat or keeping a baseball bat at your behind your front door if you do that and they say, what's that for? Say in case somebody breaks in. Oh, now that's a weapon. And now we can actually charge you for having a baseball bat because we want you to be a victim. We've got the police there. You need to call the police and rely on them. You can't look after yourself. That's what that's what our government wants. So I'm like, you know what? Enough is enough. And I, I look at, okay, even if they do all this gun control, uh, archery, <laughs> you know, a compound bow is a very, very formidable weapon. Now, Obviously, situations, tactics, I'm not saying I would choose that over a gun if somebody's coming through my front door, but, you know, there might be situations where somebody's like rummaging through my yard. I'm not saying you shoot them with a bow, but, you know, you can't take, you can do whatever you want. 
the people will find a way to protect themselves. Even, uh, uh, you know, I, I heard people say weaponize your body, right? Like get strong, get healthy so that if somebody comes to attack you, you look at some guy like, you, know, you go through a bad part of town and if you're a small little petite man who sits at a computer all day long, you know, and you got a couple of guys who are just like, ah, you know what, let's see if we can get a wallet. Let's let's jack a wallet or a nice watch or maybe we'll jack his car. You know, if you're a small little petite guy at the computer, you're going to be a victim, right? They're going to pick on you. Now, if you're some dude who works out in the gym, who's who's ripped, who's buff, who's in good shape, they're not going to be, you're not going to be very high on their list of like, let's get this guy, right? And it's the same thing. It's like a personal responsibility. You need to do that for yourself because criminals, they don't care about the law. The system is not set up. 911 first responders, they're not set up to actually help you. They're like, okay, you know what? This is the very best we could do. Or with the resources we have, we'll try to make this work. At least it's something, but it certainly isn't a good solution. And I agree with it. You say a hundred percent, we need to be our own first responders. We need to be the ones looking after ourselves. And that's what our government hates. They do not want to, they want us relying on them. It's like, oh, here's your Serb checks. Here's your bailout fees. Here's this and that and that. Now, you know, you can drink from our cup now. Don't get, no, don't get your own water. You're drinking from our cup now. I say we counter that. We need to counter that hard. Look after yourself. Be your own person. Protect yourself. Now I have to go get a uh, little uh, Toyota Corolla or a Honda Civic so I can tune it um, and be some of the people I hate most in this world because now our government's trying to regulate, or the EPA is regulating, uh, turbos, superchargers, and all that mess. Really? Trying to make those illegal. Wow. So now I have to go get something and tune it. Yeah. And yet Elon can shoot rocket after rocket after rocket. <laughs> I, I did a little research and, and they say for every one of his things that he shoots up into space, what is it? It's the equivalent. I think it's the average car's emissions for like two years. You know? And yes, he's doing well, this. The, the, when they... When he starts making the, the fuel cells for his rockets, they have to be kept at a certain t- below a certain temperature, and those cooling units for um, either liquid fueled or solid fueled rockets have more of a carbon footprint than small countries. <laughs> I know it's so funny, isn't it? But yeah, oh, he he makes a Tesla. I'm going to buy a Tesla because it's good for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Greta Thunberg to drive around in a Tesla and tell us all how bad we are. How dare us? <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. It's neat how they just pluck these fresh Teslas right off these organic trees out in the pristine mountains of Nepal. You know, they don't manufacture batteries. They don't open pit mine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all good for the environment. Greta says so. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh. <sighs> I can't. I Think cannot, for yourself, people. I cannot for a, not even a, a one millionth of a second hear her name or think about it or, you know, without thinking of a very bad four-letter word for a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw this one picture. I was on this, uh, like, kind of Instagram looking through, like, tuned vehicles. You're just talking about tuners and stuff. I don't know what car it is. I think it's a Ferrari. One of, I don't know. But... Kind of like the old Corvettes, uh, some will have the dual tail lights that are circles. 
And uh, this was a yellow car. I think it was a Ferrari. But anyways, this guy got this vinyl graphic of Greta Thunberg and the lights, the two red lights are her eyeballs. <laughs> it's perfect because it's like, it's that part where she's going, how dare you? And she's like crying and her face is all red and these yeah. evil red eyes. And then he taps it on. It looks like she's got these like evil laser eyes and is screaming at you. I was like, that's perfect. I wish I had a car like that. I'd put that on there for sure. I uh, saw a guy <laughs> in, uh, well, when I was dealing, the last time I saw Alan, the guy in the Kubota dealer that um, really has no clue what customer service is all about. Well, another yeah. customer there had a T-shirt. It was obviously, you know, a one-off T-shirt, but it was Greta with those eyes bulging, but Biden was behind her kissing her neck. It was hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. That's cool. And my nephew Isn't sent me a little video clip somebody made of uh, Biden tripping up the Air Force One steps. But oh, really? right before he trips, that pans off and uh, Donald Trump's hitting a golf ball and then it swings <laughs> back over and it's hitting Biden in the back of the head. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. It was funny. Oh, have, you seen, have you seen that video shooting skateboarders? <laughs> no. Okay, I think it's on Instagram. Uh, maybe I'll send it to you if I, I think I have it saved. But anyway, so it's just, this guy does the same thing. He took this montage and he's like poof, poof, just shooting these guns and the, the shots fired and then it goes to a really bad skateboard wipeout. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, it's terrible. It's terrible in its message, but it's hilarious. Well, I, it's terrible. Well, one worse than that is the, um, the midget javelin throwers. And then it pans off, and they get some guys getting toothpicks in his beard. I don't, I don't know what this is. I've never heard of it. Um, I have a phobia of midgets, actually, like legitimately. I'm, I'm not even joking. But it's only a small fear. That was, a, that was a good one, Todd. That was a really good one. Every, every time it happens, it only lasts a short while. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we are so getting, we're so getting uh, canceled for this. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's too much first thing in the morning, Todd. <laughs> Get my Apple, how can day. you cancel our podcast over such a small thing? <laughs> it's just a little joke. Oh. Oh, oh, that was a good one, Todd. That was a good one. Love and peace to all people. You oh, know, uh, <laughs> got to be able to laugh at a, ourselves. Yeah, I was in a uh, nightclub in, in London. <clears throat> in 1990 89 or 90 and it was right across the street from paul raymond's review bar uh and upstairs is where i got my uh, first tattoo but anyway we're in a small little nightclub and it's always had the lights off in there except the uh light pointed at the ceiling and they played uh like what used to be alternative music back then 
like the Dead Kennedys, uh, oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And the, my buddy George loved that music. You know, I didn't hate it, didn't like it. Uh, anyway, I was in there just, you know, standing at the bar, having a pint. And I feel his hand doing a package check on me. And I'm like, what in the world? And I turn around and there's nobody there. Some, some midget girl. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I can't handle this. I, I just can't. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sure we've pissed off quite a few listeners. Hopefully, hopefully not too many. But Well, my job is done here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Have I offended you lately? Okay, I'm going to try harder. <laughs> that's how it is. But uh, I got a jet because the kids need our internet. We're uh, living in an, I don't know, I think it's because everybody's doing everything online now. I've noticed just like a collective slowdown in internet connections, it seems. But my kids have some uh, music recitals they're jumping onto right away. And if I'm on here too, then, well, they'll have a hard time. But it's great talking right, with you, Todd. <clears throat> it's been I appreciate awesome. that. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, folks, for uh, sticking with us. And if you stuck with us this long and you're not already being a keyboard warrior, you're awesome. Glad to have you. That's right. That's right. And if you are, we're glad to have you too. But, you know, like I said earlier, lions don't care for the opinions of sheep, so we don't care. <laughs> well, actually, everybody out there who's offended, share this like crazy, will you? That's right. Let's get this show canceled. <laughs> <laughs> right on. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.